All right, ladies and gentlemen, season seven, episode five of the Washed Up Podcast. This week we recorded on Monday and we had some predictions, so you will be able to hear those. And then also we are going to record right now, which is Thursday. You will be hearing this on Friday and you'll get to see if our predictions were right, if they were wrong. Some of us were right. So facto me. (laughs) And we got some things to talk about. Brady is uh, stuck at work, unfortunately, but... Brez, James, me are here right now. Brez, me, Brady, we're here on Monday. So you'll get the reins of every single one of us. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome the frick back to the Washed Up Podcast. Let's get it. You can come get me. I'm much to the beat. I'm on drum. All right, music by Pat Mallers and Charlie Foreman. Fellas, Brady's in here. He has to work, and that's how life works sometimes. It is. No that's pun the, intended. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Amen. I, I fell into a five-day weekend. Brady got slammed. Amen. The yin and the yang. At least some of us had fun. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight in a five-day weekend. <laughs> Dude, I fell into it completely ass-backwards. We're moving our office, and he, like I was expecting to just continue working this afternoon and being like, shit, I'm going to be here late, and the office is further away. And it turns out we're not getting internet until Saturday. Ugh. So it's like, oh, so I have tomorrow off, too. And Monday is Labor Day, or not Labor Day. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. James, we're not going to talk about it, okay? No, we're not. We're not. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about Memorial Day. But what did he say? But what did he say, though? (laughs) James, I'm still lost (laughs) on what he said. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, friends, family, all the good parts. I got to get rid of the ladies and gentlemen. Friends, team. We recorded. It was me, Squadrant. Family. We recorded on Monday because of the schedule conflicts we've all had throughout the lives. And once you guys blow this episode up and the entirety of the Washed Up brand up, we will all record on one day, maybe twice a week if you're lucky. Oh, maybe three times. Let's get crazy. Oh, my God. Matthew, 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 Matthew. Let's get crazy. Let's get nuts. All right, let's get crazy. Let's get nuts. All right, so we are going to throw it right now to past us. Letting you know how we thought this week would go. All right. And if we're correct, ipso facto me and Brady and James. Well, James wasn't there. Brady and Brez being dead wrong. Oh, yeah. 0 for 3. You just let us know who you liked it the most talking on on Monday. All right. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the Monday fellas. All right, this is the fellas on Monday, and Brez is starting us off hot with a little MLB. The floor is yours, friend. Well, congratulations, Doc Donaldson. You've escaped the trailer, but not the park or the trash. 
you're just a garbage person. Always have been. I mean, I don't know how many teams it's been. It's been now. I mean, you'd think that if you win an MVP, the team would want to keep you around. The fact that the Blue Jays just barely gave you any offer and let you walk for nothing after winning an MVP just to go goes goes to show how big of a shit heel you are, and you have no redeeming qualities. <laughs> like. Just fuck off into oblivion. Nobody he won the MVP. Yeah, and comeback player of the year, oh. and he didn't even end up on the same team the following year. Yeah, I mean that whole situation is like even me. I'm like, okay, yeah, Josh Donaldson, you're an asshole. But I mean, it's just like Chicago sports. We're gonna hate each other shortstops, no matter what. Like, yeah, I can't stand mm-hmm. TA. You guys couldn't stand Javi Baez. Don't <laughs> tell me that you didn't. Don't tell me otherwise. But even in this situation, like you said, the history behind Josh Donaldson and everything, him being a prick, I can't stand guys like that. It's like Pat Beverly. I know I bring him back into the conversation all the time. <laughs> he fucking is rent free in my brain, even though it's not really rent free because he's never won anything but if you have a reputation for being an asshole you have a chance to change that why would you want to be that guy like it it makes no sense in my head yeah it's like like i guess it's part of like how he pumps himself up to be in games and shit and it's just like well like you're just in you're you're a penis is like what he is you just nobody wants that around their face like None of us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I, when I was playing, I knew some guys who like would play their best when they were angry or pissed off. Like it never worked for me, but understanding like where people get their drive to compete, like if it's loose and relaxed and stuff, or if it's like on edge or if it's just being a cocksucker, like there are so many different ways players can be successful. And it just like throws me off that it's not like one thing that's known, you know? You have to be the best to like ever do it or like top five, top 10 for me, for you to be a cocksucker. Like uh, if you're not, you just look like an asshole. But if you like, you're not even a cocksucker at the end of the day, if you're the best, because you're doing exactly what you're telling them. Josh Donaldson, yes, he has an MVP. I forgot that. So like how great of it, how great was it? He's not hitting a home run every single play. And in baseball, I feel like it's the stupidest thing to do, especially with slumps, like ups and downs. You have no idea. You kind of have an idea if you're in a slump or if you're going to go into a slump, how you're feeling. But if you're talking shit and then you go 0 for 18, you're the biggest fucking loser in sports. <laughs> right, dude. Yeah, he was exactly. 0 for 7 in the series with eight men left on base and two strikeouts. Suck a fat one, Josh Donaldson. Yeah. yeah. Like, and- I mean... The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. His dad was a real piece of shit, and Josh is just a dingleberry. Um, yeah, I forget who I was talking to, but, um, there was like a generational thing where like, uh, one of the, so at the new job, I was waiting on a table and they were wearing a socks hat. So I like brought it up and, uh, I was saying that Josh Donaldson called Tim Anderson, Jackie Robinson. And like their first instinct was like, Oh, that's a compliment. Right. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I didn't even think about it like that, but it all depends on the tone of how yeah, he but he's it. already set that for himself. He right. set his, exactly, tone. exactly. So he set his tone when he was in Minnesota playing against Tim last year or whatever, whenever they already, they already had beef. So 
regardless of what the tone was, if he was trying to build a compliment, you guys already have beef. Everything is taken as an insult when two people have beef. Like, if, yeah, if and me, it even goes back. They had, sh- yeah, Sorry. no, you're good. Okay. Oops. <laughs> yeah, big <laughs> no, oops just on me. But like, it goes back to even when they were on the Blue Jays. Like Josh Donaldson slid super hard into second base to like stop a double play. Sure, that's part of baseball. He did it again, and Tim just like jumped up and landed on his ankle. That wasn't an accident. Yeah, right. and he took like, it himself too. He should have flipped it, but he didn't because he saw Josh coming. But this brings me back to: if you're not top ten, you lose the benefit of the doubt, and that's just such a silly thing for me to fathom a guy who isn't an all-world type of guy to to throw away the benefit of the doubt. Like, life's hard, no matter what. Even if you're a professional, you're going to need people on your side eventually. Like, you're going to fuck up. And you're, you're eliminating that by being a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. In the words of the great Dave Chappelle, you could just shut the fuck up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Especially when you go over. Yeah. That's actually, I kind of like, I kind of like those type of people other than Pat Beverly, obviously, like even when you're old for fucking 15, still talking shit. Like at that point, I'm like, I give up. I'm trying to like wonder whether like I can help you because I just have this innate thing in my brain where I think I can help everybody. It's a pro (laughs) and a con. But at that point, I'm like, okay, you're done. I'm just, I'm done giving in to your shit talking as well. Yeah. Because you're just you're just a bona fide psychopath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I, is like, I mean, pick something, go with it. That's what they say. Yeah. Like in pickup yeah. sports or like intramurals or anything, when like the shittiest guy is talking shit, like yeah. it's so funny. And to yeah. put that on the world's like biggest stage, and Josh Donaldson going over and then still like running his mouth, like now it's just like personal, you know. Like when some idiot does it on the basketball court who like can't shoot a three, and he's like, "You're trash." It's like, have you looked in the mirror? Like that's fun. Yeah, that's right. hilarious. Yeah. And everybody says that you need a villain, but I'm going to break that when I have my peewee teams. <laughs> we're we're going to be so nice to everybody and we're going to win everything. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was like ever a team without a villain that was just sick. Yeah. And I guess it would be the first Golden State Warriors championship. That's exactly what I was going to say. Wayne Wade's heat team. Yeah. I mean, you kind of just took the plot of Ted Lasso. <laughs> that's true I'm so fucking unoriginal (laughs) you've said it a million times there's no new ideas yeah but also it's like it kind of is a new idea because if you think that there was this instance in my brain that I remember the plot of Ted Lasso as I was talking I appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) it's all made up on the spot it's improv baby yeah, I couldn't tell you the route to how I get to work every day if you ask me right now. Yeah. Yo, speaking of Ted Lasso, so there's a team in the EPL called Leeds United, and I had no idea until like a week ago, but their coach or their manager is like some dude from Iowa. Mm-hmm. And he's from, like, no, he's from Racine, Wisconsin, I think. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. And it's like he gave the best speech <laughs> Uh, like after they didn't get relegated or like sent down to the shittier league. Yeah. 
just be like, you guys are my fucking guys kind of thing. Yeah. And I was like, go American guy from (laughs) Wisconsin managing an EPL team. Like, where did that come from? I'm trying to comp that of like, it's like a, what an American coach going over to the EPL, like his, his brainwaves thinking about that, like so out of place in a sport that is literally probably sixth or seventh most popular in the United States to like being church on Sunday. Like, where do you think in your brain? Like that guy's confidence is higher than anybody else's ever. Yeah, dude, that would be like me going to Serbia to coach water polo. Perfect. It okay. Doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. Like, shut up, you stupid a little, American. A little different because they speak Serbian. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit scarier when you don't know what they're saying. You know uh, how to you know how to piss some people off in a couple Serbian uh, dialogues, right? Oh, yeah. I I know how to say like a few things, and three of them are like the most offensive things you can say to a Serbian person. Good. Keep those to yourself. We have so many Serbian listeners. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this sounds bad, but like some of like Serbian language just sounds like you're mashing a keyboard. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't, yeah, they're going to take super big insult to that. Yeah. But sticking to baseball, because you guys maybe don't want to be cocky and I understand that. And for anybody who comes on here and goes, Oh, you talk about the white Sox." I've never had a single doubt in this team. I've never been, I've never said one bad thing. I've always been on their side (laughs) and that just showed it itself this weekend. But what made me happy and what, People could come on here and say, oh, you can't root for both teams. I'm not rooting for them whatsoever. I still look at my phone and turn, I, and I press MLB and I hope to see that they're losing. But the success story of Kopech is kind of fucking awesome. He's yeah. fucking nasty right now. Yeah. And for Dude, him to get I, his first win against the Yankees in the Bronx is yeah. so fucking great. And we're the f- he had it before. He had it against the Yankees and Liam blew it. So for him to go mm-hmm. back to New York and shove and get his first win of the year is so awesome. Hold this L New York. The first time the team has beaten them in Yankee stadium in a series was the White Sox. I, I think this could be like that point in the season that you turn around and be like, Oh, this is where they actually figured it out. Cause I mean, like we were getting hits, like when we just weren't scoring and then, then like most of the season it was like, okay, they're winning these like three, one, three, two, four, two ball games. And it's like, we can't score five runs. Then it finally happens in the eighth inning. We put up a five spot. And it's right. like, thank Christ. Yeah. I mean, I swear to yeah. God, if we lose both to Boston by the time we record on Thursday, I might jump out the window. It would I be mean, it would be so all of our favorite teams to like beat the best team in baseball and then go lose to the fucking Red Sox. Yeah. The Red Sox are they're heating up. I mean, they just had a four game sweep of the Mariners. Mariners are just like holistically probably the most disappointing team in the American league right now. Oh, so I should go put a future on them to win it all. Since I just seem to think that these teams are going (laughs) to turn around just because I said so. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, you know, in the NBA, sorry, Brez, are you going off that? Yeah. I was just like, I honestly had like so much faith in the Mariners like oh they're calling up Julio Rodriguez who's just gonna like 
come in and get 30 and 30, Jesse Winker is going to smash and like, oh, okay, they have to play Eugenio Suarez, which sucks for them because like he's either a home run or nothing. And it turns out Eugenio Suarez is like the best player out of all of those guys by like a mile right now. And he was like basically the brass tax that the Mariners had to pay to even get Jesse Winker. Yeah. Dude, I think that's why they think Midwesterners are so friendly because I'm the same way, bros. Like, why do we care if the fucking Mariners turn it around or not? But we have this thing in our head that we want them to for no fucking reason. And then they disappoint us on top of our regular teams disappointing us. Like, so... This podcast comes full yeah. circle every fucking time we do an episode. I'm done being the nice guy. I want to be the villain. I want to be Patrick Beverly. <laughs> I want to be the guy who just believes in nothing and pisses people off. Because I'm sick and tired of buying into this shit and getting pooped on. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah, I'm dude. just going to be like the fucking skeptic asshole and be like, well... <laughs> There's a 25% chance that happens, but it's not going to. And I'm going to be like, the sunglasses fucking root for the 25% chance. That's a gambler's mentality. I know, it's a psychopathic mentality. Uh, but what I was going to say, so you know with the NBA, how like we ran into that thing where we like combined the Jazz and Nuggets a lot? Yeah. The mm-hmm. parallel oh, of that, the yeah, the parallel of that to the MLB for me is the Red Sox and the Guardians. Really? If you look at their infield and how deadly it can be, especially oh, yeah. against the White Sox, it's the exact same. Devers and Jose Ramirez yeah. are the same person. Xander Bogarts, I like it. Just makes sense in my head because Devers is going to go Yabo at the G spot this week for sure. Don't know what game it's going to be, but he will take somebody yard. So will Xander. And And it's going to be a fucking moonshot. Oh yeah, for sure. Dude, he throws in the fattest fucking wads. Yeah. I mean, and if you're like, that's another thing based on what we were talking about at first. If you do that and then you're sick, you're double good. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah. <laughs> do something good and then do something good and then double that. Don't do something bad and do something good and then have it eaten out, even out, eaten out. <laughs> so true. Um, but one more thing on baseball and then we'll move on some other sports. So the one downside about this new job is I think I've said it before. There's no TVs there. Oof. So I've been like live updating my phone whenever I have a sec to get all the scores. And yesterday I worked a double and on my way there, I was like, okay, is it possible for the Sox to win two? And I wanted to like parlay them both. And I don't even know if that's like possible to like parlay the same team, but I obviously spaced about it once I got into work, couldn't bet it. And then also the Mavs were favored against the Warriors when the Mavs haven't like shown any life really against the Warriors. And I was like, oh, that's great. What if I parlayed both White Sox games and an underdog Warriors? And I was working a double and couldn't do either of them. That sucks. Simulation, bro. It's fucking, it's, it it happens too often for there not to be something fucking going on. (laughs) (laughs) I got a, I got a player prop for tonight. Where it's ten dollars to win nine grand. You guys want to hear it? 
<laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. That's a winner. I know. I mean, I don't see how it loses, except until I look at it again, and I'm like, why did I do that? Well, we're going to get on the right side of it tonight with the Florida Panthers being favored, even though they're down three to nothing. We're one of the best teams in the NHL. So, Well, the Panthers, apparently, a couple of their players went out real late last night. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And <laughs> the line actually just moved. Last time I looked at it, it was plus 105. Now it's plus 115. Oh, fuck. I got it at plus 106 because I saw it and I was so confident that I was just like, I'm throwing it in right now. Yeah. But whatever. We're not we're not scraping over fucking seven dollars. Right. Um, here's here's the part. Here's the parlay for tonight. Grant Williams over 12 and a half points. Max Strauss over 17 and a half points. Jimmy oh Butler. <laughs> Jimmy Butler over four and a half assists. Bam over seven point five rebounds. Marcus Smart over five and a half rebounds. Marcus Smart over eight and a half assists. Al Horford over six and a half rebounds. Al Horford over nine and a half points. And Bam under twenty and a half points. I like all of it except for Marcus Smart, eight and a half assists. Yeah. Or rebounds. Yeah, it's eight and a half assists. Is that the one that takes it to nine grand? Uh, Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I don't like it because I don't know shit about fuck again, but yeah. I like everything else. I mean, okay, yeah. so it's 10 to win $7,364.97. I don't see why it can't hit. That's what I'm saying, dude. If if I did predict Grant Williams and Max Strauss to have the most points available on FanDuel and then everything else misses, I'm still counting it as a win. I'll give you. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> everything else is but a wash after that. This is not this bad is looking at the points and assists because it's gone over every game. Because I said before the series, Same. we're going to watch these games and they're going to be boring as fuck. No, they've all went over because, again, don't know shit about fuck. Dude, I had <laughs> I had the over on their Saturday night game, and it was at 207. And I was obviously working, and so it was like near the end of the shift, and I pulled it up, and it was so far away going into the fourth quarter. We got so lucky I had the same thing. You had 207 and a half? Yeah, they scored like 13 points under a minute, I think. I know, dude. <laughs> It was perfect. Like the the heat stolen inbound, got fouled, technical fouls, free throws, and then the ball back. And you still have to foul because the game's still kind of close. Tatum hitting a three, some other dude hitting a three. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dude, do you know why it happened? Because I was fucking screaming and shouting that I fucking stink at gambling. It's just so dumb. <laughs> Sports are so stupid. So I'm going to start off now by saying the Panthers fucking suck. Tampa Bay is the best <laughs> team in the NHL. We're going to fucking kill them tonight. <laughs> oh, man. I it, it it was the last leg of a parlay for me, and so I was like, I was like, oh god, oh god, yeah. And then uh, the shift was ending, and then the parlay hit, and I was like, dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. yeah, dopamine, dopamine. <laughs> but that that brings me. Wait, hold on. I was just about to say, yeah, okay. So I kind of have a confession to make. Um, uh oh. So we always talk about like mushing shit and how we have like this innate ability in our bodies to change what's going to happen in these games. Right. Cause we do like they're what we do affects what goes on in the regular game. Right. No, it's what James does. 
even okay what somebody else does influences people who have no idea who we are or where we are yeah but i came to kind of a conclusion the other day maybe we just have no fucking clue what's gonna happen and that's why it's so damn hard to gamble (laughs) that would mean that i'm giving up which i'm not (laughs) which i'm not that's why i love going into like the live betting like and seeing what the live over live under is i was like there's no shot any like this is either gonna be completely under or anything could change in a half inning and the over could yeah. smack, you know, like it's just legit luck. And it's not even luck. It's strictly vibes. It's only vibes. No, no, see, that's the thing that it's not. It's that we're playing against people who are fucking genius. <laughs> I, I do want to be a fly in the room for like the head honcho of setting lines. But, dude, I think it's as simple as they move lines based on who's taking it. Yeah, I know, but it it has to start somewhere, you know? Yeah. yeah you take it so, I think it's open to, like, sharps first. Oh, is it really? I think so. Well, I mean, not it's not open more than anywhere else, but, like, they'll have the line. That's all, that's all you pay for their picks and shit is because they – They'll get it before. We'll look 20 minutes before. They'll be researching this since February. Yeah, true. Because you see some guys on Twitter, like, yes, I've fallen into the trap of buying someone's picks before. Sue me. Whatever. Yeah. Get over it. And then you'll be, they'll like post something and it's like, let's just say it's like Broncos minus six and a half. And when the line goes out, it's Broncos minus 10 and a half. It's like, well, you can't really send that pick out anymore. Because right. no one's yeah. going to go get it at 10 and a half if you got it at six and a half. But also we can, we, when we would do episodes on Thursdays and we would talk about Sundays and we would guess lines, like we've gotten even good at it. So they can give it a guess a week before and then just start going based off their notes until someone gets hurt or anything like that. For sure. Even For then, sure. even after someone gets hurt five minutes before the game, they got a new line 30 seconds later. That's perfect for the game with that guy missing. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, the regression analysis and all of that shit is We're going to be. It's bananas. I'm not giving up. I'm never giving up. And I. (laughs) (laughs) The first year gambling was legalized in Illinois. I like crushed the NFL. And I think like. Coincidence. Like. Yeah. Yeah, no, Vegas voluntarily took a bath to get everyone hooked. They actually got, they got fucking killed like week three or four or something like that. And after that, I was like, no, we're riding this hot streak, public skin hot the next week. Like everybody went like 12%. Yeah. Well, it's just, (laughs) I like week one of last year, I'm murdered. Like, just like I'm the best that is ever done this in the world. And then week two immediately reality checked. And then, yeah, because it's the most clean sheet yeah. of the week thinking yeah. like it's like tinkering with your fantasy football team. Like right. you have six days now to base it off of something. You have nothing to base it off at first. So you're just firing. That's and that's like, so I, right. I can't, I can't slow my brain down from fucking things up. Like I had $75 on the Miami heat money line on Friday night because I was like, dude, fuck it. Oilers are winning it all. Miami heat's winning it all by game time. I take it off. Cause I'm like, 
I can't do it anymore. And then I put money on the over, which hit, but I stressed on the overhitting more than I would have on their money line. And I won 75 less dollars. Right. Right. Oh, that's yeah, so and frustrating. Just, yeah. I've got my tinfoil hat on because someone's in my phone. <laughs> I need one of those Magneto. <laughs> I, I need one of those Magneto helmets so Professor X can't get in his head. <laughs> <laughs> get out of my head. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know, dude. I, I literally I think that's why I have headaches. I think it's my allergies, but I think it's I have too many crazy thoughts going through my head. <laughs> you give me headaches. Yeah, especially that fucking COVID coming back and now they're making something called monkeypox. Like, I don't have capacity up here. I need to make eight leg parlays for $10 <laughs> to win seven grand. And that's what's going to feed me and my family later on in life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. All right, let's let's uh, let's do a little prediction for we got Heat Celtics going on at 7.30, so in an hour and 15 minutes from right now. And then tomorrow is Game 4, Warriors-Mavericks, and then Wednesday is Heat-Celtics again. So we have three games to predict. All right. See how we do. And on Thursday, we're either going to high-five each other or we're going to laugh at each other's faces. So I'm going to stick with the maddening thinking that I've been neglecting this whole entire podcast saying, I'm going to stop doing that there. The Boston is minus seven because that the game, the disparity in the games have been so fucking crazy. Right. But here, here's my brain. Oh, no way. It's going to happen again. It's only happened a hundred percent of the fucking time, but it's not going to happen this time. So I'm taking Miami plus seven tonight. And I don't think they'll win. I think it's going to be a crazier series, but that's just me because I have them winning it all. I'm not going to be like, Hey, they're going to fucking win out from here. Right. But I think they win. I think they win tonight, which is Monday. And then I think, I think it's over for, for Dallas. I just not because they're depleted in three Oh, I just think Golden State's just much better than them. And then Wednesday night, I, um, I think Miami will win back at home, make it three to two. And then they'll steal one in Boston. So to win in six games. I agree with Miami in six games. I, something's telling me that like Miami just bucks the trend tonight, wins a close one. And then like basically the Celtics get a flailing win in Miami on Wednesday when like the Heat are basically already having their parade mentally. And then the Heat figure it out, win game six. And then that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. The the Mavs are beyond cooked. You can already put them on ice. They're like they're so far cooked that they're leftovers already. Love this. I am on Celtics huge tonight. Mavs win tomorrow. Heat, heat get murdered again on Wednesday. Celtics win the next two. Celtics win the next two. Oh, wow. Mavs get one. Game five on Thursday when we're recording of Mavs Warriors back at Warriors. That's when they win it all. Gentlemen sweep just for fun. I think Luca goes out tomorrow, drops 45 to 50 points. Carries literally breaks his back in the last like two minutes from carrying the entire team and is just shot 
for game five. Like yeah, just, and they get sorry, like his, his shoulder is ruined. That KT tape that he's wearing just like can't hold him together. He's out for the second half completely. Warriors get like Jordan Poole's gonna have like five thousand points on Thursday. See now this is the thing. You bring up the point that Luca's gonna put him on his back on Tuesday, even though in my brain I'm fully convinced that Golden State Warriors are better than them. I've won money on them all series. But now all day tomorrow I'm gonna be like, but Pat said Luca's gonna go for fifty. <laughs> I'm gonna have to think about this and I'm gonna tinker with it. But with the Heat and Celtics, I just want you guys to be thinking about this when you're watching the game. I have won one bet against the Celtics all year, and it was on uh, Saturday night. Well, would have been, but I took it off. So even better. But, but, um, every time I bet on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they fucking act like they've never played basketball before. And then when I bet against them, yeah. they're the two, they're the, they're the dynamic duos. They're a better duo than these guys since Michael and Scotty, since LeBron and Kyrie. Right. No, 40 and 40 fucking triple doubles. It's insane. So, I mean, I think the Heat are going to win it all, but I'm not going to say it. Right. Yeah, no, I hear you. So, after, so I had Brooklyn, obviously, against the Celtics, I thought like they were at least going to get a couple. Yeah. We all thought that was probably going six or seven. Didn't. And then against the Bucks, I was like, all right, I'm going to be on the Celtics, but I know Milwaukee's taking game one. Milwaukee takes game one, Celtics win the series. And I was like, after the Brooklyn series, I was like, I think it's time to stop fading the Celtics, which is why I took them against the Bucks. But I only did that mentally and for like two of the, like however many games, because I was like, I can't, I can't not bet on Giannis or whatever it is. Right. And then for like the Warriors just shit pumped Memphis, whatever, that was pretty much it. And then like betting Luca down two zero is great if he gets game three at his own stadium and he didn't. So like now that the point is mute, but they got to get one. Like if Luca drops 35 Dinwiddie and Jalen Brunson both get 20 plus, like something weird can happen where it's just a gentleman sweep. But again, in the back of my mind is always going to be, no, the Warriors are just going to clean sweep wait at the finals door for whoever arrives. And then who knows what the fuck's going to happen. Who do you think yeah. this would look worse on if the Mavs get swept? The Suns or Luka? The Suns. The Suns. For sure. Yeah. It already looks horrible for the Suns. Yeah. I yeah, think- that's what I mean. Like, do you think people would take that and be like, oh, the Suns are already dead. Let's talk about how Luka just got swept. Because we're putting him on a pedestal already. Are we going to hold him accountable? He's still in that zone where he doesn't have to be held accountable just yet. But I think there will be more people that are on his ass about this if they get swept. Yeah. Well, I, here's the thing is he's two and six in games that he scored 40 plus. Like if you're scoring 40 plus and you're two and six. Yeah. That's more on the guys around you. Yeah. But I'm talking more about Twitter trolls who don't even know how to read box scores. Yeah. Okay. I get that. The final score. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So uh, Brady's got heat warriors. He, or you have Celtics, Warriors, Heat. Yes. Brez has Heat, Warriors, Heat. Or no, Heat, Warriors, Celtics. I have Celtics, Mavs, Celtics. 
Nice. We're all different. Yeah, that's great. All right, now let's pick who's going to be the highest scorer of all three of these games. I think tonight it is Jason Tate Young. Uh, it's gonna Ooh. it's gonna be uh, Max Strauss. <laughs> yeah, <I'll do> <laughs> followed shortly by Grant Williams. Yes, dude. I so there is always like it's the player and then their exact player on the other team that have like a great game. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. Thank you for making sense of that because it doesn't make sense, but. <laughs> Game one of Heat Celtics, Jimmy and Tatum go off. Yeah. Whatever, uh, like Saturday's game, the number twos go off. Bam and Jalen Brown. uh, Luca and Steph went off one time, and then Clay and Jalen Brunson went off. It's the exact same little thing. So Max Strauss and Grant Williams make sense. Oh, yeah. You know, no, I, mean, I like I, I like your analogy, but I, I don't know if Max Truce and Grant Williams are all that similar. <laughs> but look at like who's in front of them on their team. No, oh, I I totally understand that. But like I'm saying, like Jason Tatum and Jimmy Butler are like the same guy. Like they do the same thing for their teams. Right. But I think Max Truce has a better chance of scoring more points than Grant Williams. And you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. That my point makes no sense. Thank you. Grant Williams plays like a giant loaf of bread. That's why, that's why like I, I said that because I can't, I can't comp Grant Williams body type and the way he plays to anybody. Like he's undersized. He's overweight. He became a great (laughs) three point shooter, even though he wasn't one in college. Like he is an anomaly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He is a, he is a loaf of white bread. That's like a week stale, but not moldy yet. And Max Struess is like garlic non bread. Whoa. The breads go together. Yeah. What what is that saying where it's like you can't you can't break rock with steel or something like that? The only thing tough enough. Iron to- sharpens iron. Sure. That's what's going on right here. There's two swords that are just built so perfectly for who they are, like heat culture, Celtics culture, that it's like it's tough to predict. And as shown in these games, the disparity and the fact that no team looks better really than the other, other than the heat too, obviously, because it says two to one. But the way they both play defense, the way they both score, the way they don't like have a solidified star, you'd want Jimmy Butler and Jason Tatum on your team, but they wouldn't be your first five picks I don't think is yeah. so great for basketball in my opinion like a psycho basketball fan I just love the game so much and they make you like watch it and do all the fundamentals right and then you turn the next game on and you have Luca and Steph just going off at each other 40 feet from 40 feet that's why it's the greatest game in the world like I just had to go off for a second <laughs> go off King. No, I agree with this. you uh, I I don't agree with you that it's the greatest game but yeah of course but you you know why uh, but great points for sure. I just took my glasses off and like it's a whole new world. It's a whole Uh-oh. new world. Breaking news. I got, I got ducks. Marcus Smart is out. Dude, what's going on? What? Swollen ankle. 
Oh, no. She was snapped. Grant Williams over points. Lock. Oh. Oh, but now the Celtics is not looking good. Tyler Hero's not like, he's like, um, the jelly. Dude, Aaron Judge just hit a home run. Like, it's, that should have been the lock of the century. Is he the, are they Baltimore? Yeah. Oh. You know, on like the MLB game day app where it has like the hot zones for the hitter. Yeah. This guy put a ball in the one spot that is so red that like <laughs> you can't even see through it anymore. Yeah. Like that's yeah. on the pitcher. For sure. I finally realized after watching more baseball, pitching is so damn hard. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's it, it should be a bewilderment. Yeah. Like but trying dude, to so hit is a catching. Yeah. And so is trying to hit a telephone pole with a snowball. Yes. That is so impressive. Actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, uh, do you guys want to wrap it up with a little hockey talks? Yeah. Yes, I do. Sure. Um, we got the lightning Panthers right now. It's three to nothing in the series. Zero, zero. Uh, this guy just ran over the goalie and this recently just happened in the St. Louis game where the blues goaltender got ran over and he threw like a puck at some guy at the end of it while he was doing his interview. And that's hockey right there. Like that's the hockey we all want and need. <laughs> that's awesome. That takes also, balls. Like, you could- how does this not happen more often? Yeah. How does what? You could fuck someone up with a hockey puck. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he's, he's, I don't really blame him. We kind of do because they're professionals and they should know, like, hey, slow down here. You're going to have to give yourself up because it's against the rules to run right into them. Yeah. But, like, they're also on fucking, like, quarter inch blades on frozen ice and frozen water. Yeah. You're playing on weapons. Yeah, this makes no sense. But um, for predictions for Thursday when we all look dumb, JK, we're all going to look so smart, even though we all predict different stuff. Uh, Someone's really, going to look smart. I really, really think Tampa Bay is going to win by six tonight because they're the best team in hockey and the <laughs> Panthers suck. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. I, I have. I have the Panthers to win right now. I think it's just you have so much confidence being up 3-0, and then you could obviously drop one in any sport. You're going to come in a little lackadaisical. I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter. You're up 3-0. You're not going to be preparing like a game seven. So you'll drop one. But after that, it's like, okay, reset the mind. We got to get back to it. So I think Tampa Bay wins. I don't understand how a team from Florida is so damn good at hockey and like just over and over again, but they keep fucking proving everybody wrong. Yeah. And this is kind of the only series other than Edmonton and Calgary that I've been paying attention to. Connor McDavid is the greatest player to ever live. Edmonton Oilers are going to win every series and every game from here on out. Yeah. I love betting. <laughs> okay. I, I, I like do, that. I do like betting. Um, like the Panthers made me some money this year um, and winning the first series obviously did good for the bank as well. But this has just depleted it. Yeah. Three in a row. Yeah. And I like, I'm taking one and a half. So like it's over before it's over for me. <laughs> yeah. you know? I mean, if you're going to take a team to win, you might as well take them to win by two. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, That's, so 
That's actually something that's going on in the MLB that I'm noticing a lot of. If you're going to bet the favorite, bet them by one and a half. And if you're going to take the underdog, take a money line. Because Yeah, I know. Like we both say that all the time. And neither of us has never, never do it. Because when I look back at the scores, it's if the favorite won, it's like, oh, yeah, Boston won. They were minus 225. And they won eight to one. It's yeah, like, take the two, take the one and a half, and even if it's like minus one fifteen, the team wins by two most times. Right. So it's just taking yeah. the one and a half for the favorite. But if you think the underdog, no value win, in that. Yeah, exactly. But with hockey, I treat it a little bit differently, and I make myself feel better by taking a minus one and a half just because the empty net thing. Like, you always are giving yourself a chance if you think they're going to win to win by two. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's a good way to think about it. Four to win boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Panthers by one and a half or Panthers four to three. I need either of those. <laughs> you picked that to be the score? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta do that more often. That's just fun as hell. Dude, um, I picked, uh, I had uh, the final score of like the when the Celtics blew out the Heat. I think it was game two. I had, uh, or game three. I don't even know, whatever. It was the final score was like 125 to 102. And I picked the final score to be 105 to 102. Missed it by 20. <laughs> Yeah, but that's oh, the thing. Man. That's why I wouldn't want to do something like that. Because if I missed it by a point, I would seriously be on like fucking. We need to watch him the rest of the night. <laughs> like if a team loses, I, I watch the whole game. I watch them lose, right. but to lose on like a free throw and they're always it's plus nine thousand. Mm-hmm. I oh fuck. But um, with the other hockey, I mean. I am interested. I do really like watching these playoffs, but the only ones I'm like invested in are those two. But the, I said the avalanche were a wagon. It looked really sketchy for a little bit. And it, and I do believe that Colorado is really good. I just can't fucking stand the whole city of St. Louis. So anytime they play, I become a diehard of the other team that they're playing. Yep. And then, uh, Carolina versus the Rangers might be the most unwatched sporting event the west of the Mississippi maybe ever. For sure. I when I got into <laughs> when I got into like betting a little bit of hockey, the Hurricanes and the Flames were two teams that always did the opposite of what I needed. They, yeah, that's how the Celtics were for me, and it's very, very, very frustrating. And the Rangers just feel like the like Mr. Fundamental of hockey. The Rangers will win when they're plus when I run out of money. Right, yeah. <laughs> Every time. Simulation, Brady. Simulation. <laughs> um, all right, fellas, you want to call it, and we will send it to our live selves on a Thursday. Yeah, let's predict where the market's sure. going to go in the next three days. I think it's going to go down really bad <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Is the market's my mental health? Even, sure. <laughs> it's got to go up. There's no room yeah, well, to go oh, down. I'm, I'm buying heavily on my mental health because it's Monday. I have allergies, yeah. and I was so tired when I woke up this morning. I'm, my week is looking great from here on out. Yeah. My picks, on the other hand, those are subject to change. <laughs> Subjects to change. <laughs> Brez, final words before we throw it to yourself. Go White Sox. Yeah, we're taking two at home against Better Boston. Better beat the Red Sox. Yeah, I'm going on Wednesday, so 
Uh, oh, Wednesday's final score is going to be eight to three. White Sox win. I fucking love that. All right, guys. Nice. Eight right. runs. Love it. All right. So past us did okay. Obviously, the White Sox won last night, three to one. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to win eight to three. I got one number correct in the wrong slot. Yep. That's that, that's decent. It's fine, right? It's okay. But past Cliff did say Celtics big on Monday, Mavericks win a meaningless one on Tuesday, and Celtics win again on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I like past Cliff. Past Cliff is a lot of fun. Future Cliff has no idea what to do. Oh, yeah. Zero idea. Because, I mean, he did say that tonight the Warriors win, and then that series is over. But also, I mean, we can get to the White Sox in a little bit because I am furious again. Shocker. You angry at the White Sox? Yeah. No. When I earlier in the episode said, I've never had it out in this team because of the way we handled that doubleheader in New York. Yeah. So here's what it is. Brady was wrong. Brez was wrong. Pat was right about the NBA. MLB-wise, Nobody's fucking right about anything ever. Except Paul Goldschmidt. Very true. Brez did call Paul Goldschmidt going yabo taco yabo. Mm -hmm. Walk off Grand Slam, baby. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. There's a part of me that wishes we threw out this episode on Monday night. Yeah. Just to get proven right. And now it's going to be like, oh, did they record on Tuesday? (laughs) Did they record on Wednesday? Who knows? But we're here. We're live. It's Thursday. You will be listening to this on Friday. James, you're back. What's up with you, man? Um, nothing much. Just uh, I like uh, like I said to you guys before we started recording. I seriously am the biggest hockey player ever. Or hockey fan. <laughs> oh. Hockey player, hockey fan, all in one. Same, it, same, same. It, this has been. I every night am turning off my. NBA games to watch hockey because the NBA games have sucked so fucking badly. Dude, this is the first time in my life where like I don't even feel like legitimately pressed to watch the NBA games. No, because they just haven't been entertaining. And I mean, the finals, it's going to be Warriors Celtics, presumably. Right. That could get interesting because it's like the immovable force uh, versus the unstoppable or Immovable object versus the unstoppable force. Right. Like Celtics defense versus Warriors offense. Uh huh. But in the NBA, like, I don't think that carries over as much. I think the Warriors win and win convincingly. Like, maybe five to six games, I would, I would say Warriors. Because, I mean, they'll kill you from deep. Like, sure, Marcus Smart's the defensive MVP, and you're going to stick him on Steph Curry and Jalen Brown is going to be on Clay Thompson, realistically. They're going to run so many screens to just manufacture open looks for those guys. Yeah. I, uh, I saw a statistic today that um, the Philadelphia Sixers since 2015 have 37 wins as a franchise. Jason Tatum has 38 wins in his career in the playoffs. Holy shit. Dude, he is him. He, he remembering is him, Brady. For sure. <laughs> I am him. I am him. But no, seriously, like I I do think that m- maybe in a year or two 
Like, he's in the conversation of, is he the best player in the NBA? Jason Tatum? Yeah, he's like 25. Yeah. I, I think he's top five right now. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that uh, because it threw throughout the playoffs. It was, if you want to start a franchise right now, Jason Tatum has to be one, two, three. Yeah. One of those. Yeah. And then, Luke, and then Luka. Luka destroyed the Suns, and it was like, okay, Luka is number one. If you were some guy who was thrown an NBA team, redraft you a first pick, Yeah, it's Luka Doncic. Uh-huh, 100%. 100%. But with the way Ja handled the playoffs, with the way Jason Tatum's handled the playoffs, with the way the, a lot of the guys played, I don't see a world where Jason Tatum isn't two or three. I mean, if you want to throw Giannis in there, of course – yeah. He's like, going to be one, two, or three, depending on what kind of style you want. Yeah. But Luca's number two right now is Jalen Brunson. Yeah, that's insane. And his three is Spencer Dinwiddie. Him-witty. Yeah. Him-witty. Him-witty. Sorry. Thank you for the correction. <laughs> Spencer but, Him-witty. Like, here's the other thing. Like, Jalen Brunson is supposed to be Luca's backup. Like, right. Like Which that. Which is crazy. And he went nuts when Luca was out. Yeah, oh, 41 against the Suns. Like that, I mean, who saw that coming, though? Nobody. Like, I mean, he had games in the regular season where he would, like, go off randomly. Right. But, I mean, that's the Western Conference semifinals, bro. Like, that's a completely different game. To put up 41 against the reigning con- or reigning conference champions. Right. It's crazy, and it's not like they don't have Mikel Bridges on their team. Mikel Bridges is one of the best perimeter defenders in the NBA, and yeah. he like he cooked him, cooked like a full on smoked barbecue, spit roasted pig. Right, and I I don't know where did where did Jalen Brunson go to college? Villanova. 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 Yeah. So the his style of play, I like I've said numerous times, and literally. On Monday's recording, I was like, my job doesn't have TVs right now, so whatever. I get, like, snippets and snippets of whenever I can, like, pull the game up on my phone. Jalen Brunson has some dirty fucking moves. Yeah. He chooses when he wants to go off. And for somebody like that, you got to think, what? why isn't it always there? I because know. Because if, if Jalen Brunson can be the two... To Luca's one, obviously, it the one, two, three, four, five of the NBA is gone. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. To say point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center, They're, that that was cool in the nineties. Now it's put your best five players out there and make it work. I think LeBron was listed as the Lakers' point guard this year, and the, and center. the center. Yeah, and, he's yeah. he was listed at all of those positions throughout the year, and it's like it doesn't matter anymore. Give me one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. And, like, Giannis had games where Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton were out, and he'd be the primary facilitator. He's their fucking center. Yeah. I mean, you have Jason Tatum. It's the same thing. He's a power forward. And they want to line. And on that note, they want to line Giannis up at the three, which means small forward. It's like he's going to spend his primary time in the paint. Yeah. Get rid of this fucking yeah. narrative. Just it's so it's stupid. literally one through five. Animation. Just to get rid of that narrative. I think it has to because look at the people bringing the ball up on the court. It's the guy you trust most on your team. Yeah. If you can't dribble in today's NBA, you're a center. 
And then fine, be the five, but you're definitely not starting, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're a role player at that point. Right. Like, Bam Adebayo has brought the ball up the court. Yeah. What are we doing? What are we talking about here with one, two, three, four, five? Heat fans have to be so frustrated with that guy. Hey, come on, dude. To drop 31 points in a blowout and five the next game? Yeah, when it's close. Unbelievable. I saw someone put on Twitter, it said, uh, it said, uh, bam, when uh, Robert Williams is guarding him, it's just a picture of Kendrick Perkins. In the <laughs> <laughs> Carry the hell on. Oh, my God. Dude, I, I just don't, I don't understand a lot in the world, which is normal for me. Mm-hmm. But one thing is you have a crazy athletic roster at all times in the NBA. It's unbelievable. They're probably the best, like the best, most rounded athletes in all pro sports. For sure. Absolutely. Hands down because Obi Toppin was on, uh, Dayton. No, no, I know he was from Dayton, but he was on some interview show podcast, whatever. And he was saying how much the game has changed. There's 13 and 14 year olds throwing down windmills right now. It's crazy. It's when absurd. I was when I was 13, I touched rim for the first time and I felt like the coolest kid in the world. Yeah, it's- imagine being a 13, 14 year old in your eighth grade year and your point guards lobbing up to you. Yeah, alley like straight up alley oops. It's like, dude, we would never see that when we were in grade school. The right. other thing is like you might get thrown out of the game if it's a Catholic league. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were at St. Luke's with a graduating class of 42. And my highest peak was Lauren Horton throwing me a lob and I laid it in and the whole gym went silent. That's like in semi pro. Yeah, yeah seriously. No, d- foul. No, wait. Two fouls. Two fouls. <laughs> he never established a pivot foot, Father Pat. <laughs> just, just think there are kids. <laughs> no, who, wait. There are kids Two who kind of believe in Santa that can dunk. You just fucking. Oh my God, dude. Like, there's uh, a, That's a fucking tweet, dude. <laughs> there's kids who do believe in Santa Claus that can throw down windmills. Like they're like they're dunking in warm up lines, and they're like, "What are you gonna hit Santa for Christmas this year?" <laughs> dude, are they putting springboards under this wood? What the fuck is going <laughs> James, on? James, fucking knock this, dude. That's fucking hilarious. That's a great line. That's it's, but it's true, man. Like in eighth grade, like looking back at myself in eighth grade, there was a shred of myself who was like, oh yeah, my parents aren't doing all of this. I knew Santa wasn't real. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Sorry to our eighth grade listeners right now. I hate to be the one that broke it to you. Actually, it was James. So blame James. Someone had to tell you. Someone had to. But imagine in layup lines, you're looking across the court. And there's some fucking six foot dude just with spring, spring, spring boards under yeah. his feet. It's how, like, well, how am I supposed to guard him? How demoralizing would that be? If I got dunked on in eighth grade, I wouldn't have played at all. I would again. quit. I, we, we, uh, in eighth grade, we were playing in the, in the Fenwick Holiday Tournament. Do you remember that tournament? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Fenwick Holiday Tournament. And we won to go to the semifinals, like came back and won. We were playing some team from Burr Ridge. And we're like, oh, it's going to be a bunch of like rich kids. Their starting point guard was Mike Smith. Oh, oh shit. Mike yeah. Smith literally undressed me in the middle, in front of everybody. <laughs> I He broke my ankles. I just laid on the court till somebody came and picked me up. Dude, but that's all you can do at that point. And then they yeah. had this other kid that was literally throwing down tomahawks. And, like, Mike Smith was throwing them alley-oops. Hold on. 
What just happened right there? Is that yours? Yeah. yeah. All right. There we go. Okay, we're all back. Jesus Christ. Thanks, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So um, we so, were all mixed up a little bit. So yeah, moral of the story, I got pretty much undressed and like it was so demoralizing and everyone was kind of laughing at me too, but still Mike Smith went on to play division college bass, division one college basketball. So I don't feel. Yeah. Mike Smith going to Michigan and then also just like taking away your soul. Yeah, it's so he literally like took it out of my body and I just like laid there in the court and everyone was kind of laughing at me and my dad's (laughs) like, my dad's like, I had this pipe dream he was going to be the superstar athlete and that just happens to him. It was awesome. Like some guy coming from where we grew up making it to the final four. Yeah. Like I, I never, I met Mike Smith like twice in my entire life and everybody had their different thoughts about him because, you know, he's a guy who, was what five four? How tall was he? He's a he small, small guy, dude. And everybody was like, "Oh, this is Nate Robinson. Like he's never going to be nothing." And for him to go to Columbia, the Ivy League, and then transfer to Michigan and make a Final Four, regardless yeah. of what you think of the person, and unbelievable. He was a grad transfer too, so he has a degree from an Ivy League school. Yeah. Unbelievable. And he's best friends with Jimmy Butler, apparently. Yeah, dude, that came out of left field. Yeah. Like, uh, that was when we were, like, when I was a freshman in college. And they're like, oh, this kid from Fenwick is hanging out with Jimmy Butler. It's like, yeah. what? That's, <laughs> that's when, because uh, I remember he was around the area. That's when I was just walking with my headphones on and saw him eating dinner. And I rudely interrupted Jimmy Butler eating dinner to ask him for a picture. Oh, that's where the picture's from? Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, are you down in Miami, bro? Like, people were commenting on my thing. I'm like, first off, I'm 50 pounds lighter in that picture and wearing Roshi runs. No one's worn Roshi runs since Nam. (laughs) Like, come on, guys. I don't even know what Roshi runs are. They were Nike shoes. They were cool. But also, if you look at James's face in that picture... He's still got happy eyes. Nothing's happened to him. <laughs> yeah, in nothing's life yet. happened to me. I haven't <laughs> discovered late night college pizza yet. Like I haven't. Like I'm still young and innocent in that this picture. Was, this is when I was tutoring James in yes. math class. And Fun J- fact for the listeners: I tutored James for him to pass high school math. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't have fucking graduated. <laughs> Um, no, and then also, if you look at Jimmy Butler, too, he looks about, like, seven or eight years younger in that picture. He does. Like, dude, that's, I think, that's jumping Jimmy when he was just a grinder. Right. I think, uh, so I've talked to a lot of people about how they perceive this NBA playoffs, and everybody keeps saying they can't help but root for Miami because of Jimmy Butler. Nope. And it's all Chicago people. And I get that. I totally understand rooting for the hometown guys and whatever. But Jimmy has taken an absolute beating everywhere he's gone. 100%. And he's been looked at as the problem everywhere he's been. But I think I was talking, was I talking to you, Brez? Where you were like, everything that Jimmy has said about teams he's been on. Yeah, he's been right. Yeah, go for it. So, like, I mean, he gets traded to the Timberwolves. And he's this nose to the grindstone. I mean, that's why he loved Tibbs so much. Because... His mindset is, I'm going to work my ass off. I'm not as gifted as some of these other guys, but I'm going to be the best player on the court because of how hard I'm going to work. Right. He looks at somebody like Carl Anthony Towns that is so much more physically gifted than he is and just not utilizing it. And he's like, Cat, you're an enormous seven foot pussy. Right. And 
he was right. He was like, I could beat you with the bench mob because I want it more. And then they're basically like, oh, shit. Now we have to train him because Cat's our franchise player. He goes to the Philadelphia 76ers. It's the same thing with Ben Simmons. Now you look back at that, like his gripes about them were so right. And then he gets to Miami with Coach Spolstra where the culture is like rise and grind. And I mean, he already went to one finals. Right. This is to get to his second. And like, I don't think like, I mean, the man can hardly hit a a three and like, he's still that competitive. He is that guy. Like he, I, I think he might be a top 10 player in the NBA right now. Like I can see it both ways because if you look at the way he plays, he's a stronger defensive player version of DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Especially based off this year. Yeah. Because you look at, right. You look at DeMar DeRozan, he'd have 40 points with two uh, threes. Maybe. No, maybe one, three, one attempted three that occasionally went in or else no threes. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler is the same type of guy just with a scary defensive presence. Yeah. And Brady told us to call him when we started talking about Jimmy Butler. So I'm going to give him a call right here. But I think, sorry, hiccups. I think that Jimmy has a lot of work to do on being numero uno. I think that's where most of his work comes from. Yeah. yeah, it's like the question is like how he always says he needs like another star or something like that. But it's like, but do you want to be that top guy? Yeah. Like, do you want to be the guy? Like, why do you need a sidekick so badly? Which I understand everyone needs one. What's up, my brother? Hello, Brady. Like summer blowout. I have been sitting in traffic, so I'm ready to blow a gasket. All right, so we just started talking about Jimmy Butler, and um, Brez let us know how he was proven right on every team he's ever been on before now. Go for it, King. I have been so wrong in the past two weeks that I'm not surprised that this happened because I talked about how the leadership of Jimmy Butler was going to take the Miami Heat over the edge. But what, what, what was I seeing? What was I thinking? They leave him wide open for three, and the only time that he's good is during the regular season when he's getting just fucking shot after shot that he wants. He went four of 18 last night in game fucking four or five, whatever it is, of the Eastern Conference semifinals. That is an absolute joke. How are you like a world beater if you can't even make the three? The three is the biggest shot in the NBA right now. It makes no logical sense in my brain, and that's probably true because I'm reversed backwards, so it actually probably makes perfect sense, and everybody probably saw this coming. (laughs) Dude, you said that perfectly because right before, we were talking about how Jimmy Butler is a more defensive, strategery kind of guy than, like, comparatively to DeMar DeRozan. Like, strictly mid-range, but just doesn't have the authoritative figure of DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, it's he's a fucking fraud is what he is. I'm ready to put that word on him. Oh, thank wow. you. Thank you. Thank you, Raymond. I mean, you got to think about it, though. When has he taken his team over the edge? Never. 
Yeah. I mean, very yeah. true. But Brez just brought up the fact of his stint with the Wolves, his stint with the Sixers, and how everything that he said came to life and came to fruition about Carl Anthony Towns being a little bitch. The entire 76ers organization baby and Ben Simmons the whole time. Jimmy's seen all this stuff. So, oh, I got something for him to see. Here's a fucking mirror, Jimmy Butler. Why don't you call yourself out? <laughs> he no. The thing is, he actually has like in his press conferences. Okay, well, it hasn't worked. <laughs> yeah, it, that, it it clearly has not worked. The classic Brez Brady fiasco. Okay. But the other thing but is, I like, have he's, something. Oh, go ahead, Brady. Go ahead. Go, no, no, keep talking about the NBA because I got something way off topic. Like. <laughs> When Peyton Pritchard like grabbed his knee and pulled it backwards, since then what is he, the deal? Wait, hold on, hold on. What is the deal with that? When did that become a foul? Like that's like people are posting clip after clip of people grabbing each other's knees and shit. Like what is what is going on, dude? That well, like Jimmy is clearly hobbled from that, and before yeah. that, before that point. Like, the Heat had fight in them, and that's how they won the first two games. Or first, the first two games that they won in the series, which was game one and game three. But, like, I mean, if he has any sort of knee injury that inhibits his lateral movement, his calling card is the one thing that's most affected, which is his defense. Yeah, of course. And then he plays good on defense, and then that drives him for offense which makes sense but here's the thing about the whole Miami Heat team that I am just so pissed off at because my oil my oilers my greatest call ever are going to win it all and they're going to fuck up my parlay is that Jason Tatum was like one of 12 and the Celtics and the Celtics as a whole were like 0 of 14 to start the game how do you not take advantage of that eventually water is going to always find its level Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are going to figure it out you have to do something productive and yeah. I know it's a team game, so I'm not just blaming Jimmy Butler. Their whole team fucking sucks. They suck. Yeah, Max Struess has been invisible. Who the fuck <laughs> is Gabe Vincent? Kyle Damn. Lowry is exposing his true his true self. Oh yeah, my he god! Shoot fucking laser beams at the front of the rim. Something that we do have to talk about is how Victor Oladipo still suddenly has it. I, yeah. I give him yeah, respect. Yeah, he did it last He's been night. The I took him to score the most points, and I think he had three. Yeah, but I think I'm that... I'm telling you, dude, everything I touch, it tur- I'm like Medusa right now. Everything I touch just turns into stone. Well, who's everything. scoring a goal in this Carolina game? Uh, Aho, just because I like his name, and he's the only guy I really know. So Aho's not scoring. Aho's not okay, scoring. but listen to this. I take, I take the Cubs minus one and a half and see a Suzuki to have an RBI in today's game. Yeah, you all saw it. They lost by 15, so there goes the minus one and a half. See, Suzuki leaves in the fourth inning with an apparent injury. What what did I do wrong? <laughs> where, where, where did it all go wrong? Simulation. Okay, but before I let you guys get back to what you guys got to get back to, whoever creates gas prices, jail forever. I just put $30 into my car, and I got barely halfway. That is fucking criminal. I can get four McDoubles and two McNuggets for the price of a gallon of gas. Wait, that is fucking criminal. <laughs> even that's expensive now. Like if you go to McDonald's. Yeah. I am. I, I just, I just don't know what to do anymore. Just stay positive. 
but I actually do know what I'm going to do. I probably should just put a thousand dollars on Aho to score a, a fucking touchdown goal tonight. <laughs> touchdown, <laughs> dude. Christian McCaffrey, uh, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb. Oh my Alvin god! Kamara. Oh my god! I gotta have Chubb going on thinking about touchdown parlays. Oh my god! Oh Touch- my god! We're so close. Touchdown parlays. OTAs, baby. OTAs. We're getting there. (laughs) All right, fellas. Thank you for letting me get out my grievances. And I hope you guys have a great rest of the episode. And I hope that I can start leaving work on time and gas goes down to uh, a quarter again. Brady, I'm I'm subbing for a softball team at 9 p.m. Do you guys have a 9 p.m. game? No, 7 and 8. All right, great. So I don't have to beat you down. Summertime. I love you guys. Later. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. Big summer blowout. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I hate when people dial the wrong number. I know. God damn it. How do people, how many, so many people have my phone number? Jesus Christ. Um, James, do you mind if I talk about the White Sox for a little bit? Go, go, King. Then I'm going to say my piece on the Chicago Cubs after. Okay. So the last time that the New York Yankees lost two games on the same day to the same team, 1995. Uh-oh. Hey, Bress, when were you born? 1995. Hey, Bress, how old are you? 27. So last 27 years, nobody's gone into the Bronx and beat the Yankees back-to-back in the same day. Hey, this is the only series win by an opposing team. In Yankee Stadium all season. Gabaguts. Okay. So here's my fucking dilemma. We trot out and we play our hearts out and we beat the hottest team in the MLB twice in their own fucking place. Think maybe the team gets a little bit of steam and we go on a little bit of a run, huh? Yeah. No! No, I'm just going to say no. We get fucking tallywhack dick smacked around by the Boston Red Sox, the baby child of that New York-Boston rivalry? Yeah. How do you want to look yourselves in the eye and take two from the best team in baseball, turn around, and get smacked around by their division rival? Dude, we can't play on off days. We can't play at all. We pick and choose the days that we want to show up. I was playing softball, I was having a good time, and then I have to go watch the rest of the game, and by the time we get to the bar, we're down 8-0. to zero. Yeah. We have a Monday off day, and then forget that we have to show up on our home turf and defend something. Why do we keep walking around like we've done something? Brady's point is getting proven, and I fucking hate to admit it, we haven't done anything yeah, as done a collective shit. ever. We have a bunch of guys who have proven themselves to be able to play the game of baseball, but yet don't play it together and never play it on the same fucking mind. Yeah, it's infuriating. So for us to get blown out at home against the Red Sox, and then we squeak out a classic this season White Sox win of 3-1. to Yeah. My prediction of us winning 8-3 to against the Red Sox on Wednesday was completely wrong. I got one number correct. The thing that boils... That's why I said eight runs. Love to see it. Yeah. We don't score eight runs. We don't. And I don't understand how... I I keep saying that saying. 
and I'm trying to cut it from my vocabulary because I do understand because it's the game of baseball and it's one of the hardest things to do is hit a round object with a round object with I've said before. But nobody wants to sync up at all. Yeah. Ever. We can't play small ball. We can't hit the long ball. So we're fucked. We can't we can't have a good outing pitching wise and a good offensive day. Those two things are completely different. We can't have a great hitting day without a pitching fiasco. Like how much did we score in the blowout? Three? Yep. And then how much did we score in the win the next day? Three. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I like, I feel for you guys. Cause yeah, like coming off, you guys had that big, big like day. You guys looked great, great. You had Tim Anderson and Donaldson chirping. And then you had everybody like on MLB network sports radio, like man, the white Sox they got their, they got the fire lit. I mean, I, I, I agree with that statement. And then like, I, I feel frustrated for you guys. It's like 16 to three. And now, which, by the way, if you guys are competing for a wild card spot, which hopefully you guys aren't. Run differential is the Well, now you got to fucking worry about Boston starting to get hot now. Yeah. They're fucking on fire. And who are we trotting out today? DFA Dallas, baby. I will always, I don't know what my mind wants to do sometimes, but I love Dallas Keuchel. I I don't know how my, I don't know how my mind likes to love Dallas Keuchel and hate Lurie Garcia. Something in my mind is off and tell me because I've gone to therapy. I know that something in my mind is off already, but for me to love a guy because of what he's done before Dallas Keuchel being a world series, like he's seen the pinnacle of sports. Yeah. He has one world series. right? Yeah. With the Astros. And then he came here and forgot how to throw Oh, and he lost Five thousand miles per hour on every single ball he's yeah. ever thrown. He like, literally just literally seven miles an hour. He literally is an Italian grandma serving up meatballs. Yeah, and we fucking knock this again, James. We had that you last on night. Fire, brother. We had that Damn. last night pitching against us, and we were no hit through five innings. Yeah. Oh, I did something really, really funny, and to me, like when we were down a lot, or no, I think it was on uh, on Tuesday. Uh, I looked at the box score and I saw that we had a like we were getting no hit and I just said to the bar I was like uh oh guys the Boston Red Sox are throwing a no hitter in a perfect game right now we should all watch the game there's a no hitter perfect game being thrown right now everybody should turn their attention (laughs) and everybody like started to get the joke they're like Cliff why are you repeating this like shut the fuck up and I was like no 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 it's a perfect game over here you guys should watch yeah. And then the next at bat, Tim Anderson hits a single. And I was like, see, baseball gods yeah. know what people are talking about. Yeah. What do you think the baseball gods look like? I think the baseball gods. Joe West. No, oh, that's I, a great call. no I, I, I honestly think that there are four baseball gods. One looks strikingly similar, similar to Babe Ruth. The next looks strikingly similar to Mickey Mantle. The third looks exactly like the last person you want to see in the world. Take that for whoever you are. And the fourth is your mother. There's two people that you don't mind looking at. Two people here like, oh, my God, I'm terrified. Yeah. And one person here like, okay, I feel safe. Yeah. I, I can picture like the main baseball guy for some reason being a mixture of Zeus and Jim Tomei. Holy shit. All right. Okay. Like Jim Tomei has that like 
beefy face. Like, yeah. Well, in he the, looks in, like Mister Incredible. So, so then it's Frank Thomas. You think Frank Thomas is a baseball god? I, yeah, Zeus kind of, and Jim Tomei is Frank Thomas. Essentially, yeah. I mean, that's that's not it's not a bad take at all. I I could also see the baseball gods being the first ump who ever, whatever game you ever played first, that's the baseball god. It's like some, some eighty year old guy, kid. yeah, a fifteen year old and an eighty five year old. Like the eighty-five-year-olds behind the plate calling balls and strikes in a game where you can't throw a curveball, and a fifteen-year-old who's like running around the infield. Anyway, back to the White Sox. This team makes me so upset all the time, and every time we get on a good streak, I'm like, "This, I've never had a doubt in this team. We can do it. We can make this work." And then we go on this fucking terrible run of losing five, winning three, losing five, winning three. And I said it in one of my rants. Do we think we're going to walk to the top of the AL Central? Yeah. We did it's last be a hard year. Walk. So. We're walking through shit. Yeah. We, uh, like, even my fandom was like, the value on the Twins winning the league is grotesquely high. Yeah. It was plus 700 and the White Sox were minus 300. I was like, if I was a betting man without a fandom, I would put $100 on the Twins to win. Yeah. Doesn't sound oh, like absolutely. That. But I couldn't do that because then I'm a fucking fake. Yeah. So here's what has to happen. Tony La Russa needs to figure out what a lineup is, and he needs to look at a card and look at his players. Or maybe the cirrhosis will catch up to him. You All know, right. Maybe well, he dies. We don't... Oh, okay. We don't root for injury. We do root for death. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. James is like, ooh, no, I can't root for death. Just kidding. There was an almost goal. What needs to happen is you need to look at your players and you need to ask them man to man, where do you feel most comfortable in the lineup? Yeah. And Tony Russa needs to take a back seat for a little bit and be like, hey, guys, what are we doing? Where do we feel most comfortable? And Yaz is going to say, hey, maybe put me at the seven so I can figure some things out with my swing. Yeah. But no, let's put him at five. Luis Robert is going to be like, oh, I feel most comfortable at three or four. And Tony's going to be like, perfect. Hitting two. Andrew Vaughn's going to be like, I'm hitting the best for the most power on the team right now. And LaRusso's going to cut him off and be like, oh, sounds like an eight hitter to me. It's unbelievable. Why do you not look at your team and talk to them like they are the same people that are going to help you keep your job? Yeah, it's, I mean, if they had like, you know, you always see like, and like the news where like a team calls a meeting. Have they had a meeting? No. And how hard is it as somebody who doesn't have everything in front of them right now to just say off the top of your head, how hard is it to go, Tim Anderson, Yohan Moncada, Luis Robert, Andrew Vaughn, Jose Abreu, Yasmani Grindal, and then figure it out. Yeah. Who cares about seven, eight, nine? Yeah. When you have one through six that know how to play the game and have proved it. Yeah. I don't care that Jose has struggled because everybody's like, oh, he's done that before. Yeah, fine, fine, fine. Move him down three spots. Yeah. Let him figure it out there. And I think he'd be totally fine with that. Exactly. Because what did he do to stay on the Sox? Took less money. Oh, ho, ho, ho. So would you like say that because he, yeah. Would you say that because he did that, that he would be okay with his team winning with him lower in the batting order? Yeah. Yeah. But I guess that's never been a conversation for the White Sox. It's when you brought up Andrew Vaughn. Andrew Vaughn looks like he is just meant to be for the rest of his life a five-six hitter. 
Like that's yep. what he's meant to be. He looks like, yes. He might as well have a tattoo on his forehead that says I should be batting fifth or sixth. Yeah. For sure. Anything less than seven, take me out behind the barn. Yeah. I don't I don't hate him shit out of two me. either. Like I do. Because look what we did to Lu, uh, Luis at two. We didn't ask him where he felt comfortable in the lineup, and then when he was gifted the three-hole because Jose was, like, a little under the weather, he was like, oh, I get to hit three? I go monster mash. Yeah. Ask your players where they felt most comfortable in the lineup. Chances are it's going to be a perfect fit. Yeah. Ah, rats, the AC turned on. All right, give me a second, team. All right, last remarks on the Sox. Brez? I mean... If this all turns to shit, at least we have two bear or like basically two bullets in the revolver because one for you, one for me. No, like, <laughs> like the trade we pulled off for Chris sale that netted us Kopech in Moncada. Right. And we had the option for Devers and chose Moncada over Devers, but I digress. Um, <laughs> and like you look at Michael Kopech and Dylan Cease they have the potential to be even better than Chris Sale. But, I mean, Chris Sale, or Chris Sale, Dylan Cease already hired Cope. Uh, Jesus, words are tough. <laughs> already hired Scott Boris as an agent. So yep. you know we're not going to re-sign him. Yeah. So we're going to be trading him. And, I mean, his stuff is filthy. It's disgusting. And so is that mustache. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. But... I would sit on it. I mean, like who you, said that? If if we could have had two Chris Sale trades, sure. Maybe that's how you net a World Series because then you you do have a full one through nine batting order every day with the prospects you get back. Because I don't see we, those guys as anything other than absolute killers. We, and the other reason we lost so bad on Tuesday, apparently Dylan Cease tipped all of his pitches. So they all knew what was coming. That's not a lineup that you can afford to let them know right? what's coming. Absolutely not. But, like, we did have two organizational trades, which was get rid of Chris Sale, you get Kopech and Mankata. Get rid of Quintana, sorry, James, you get Eloy and Cease. And we're going to turn that into three years of a World Series window with never sniffing the third round of the playoffs. Yeah, it's disgusting. Because we want to hire a 4,000-year-old white man to organize a group of Dominicans. And the other thing is, it's not like we're going to have Rick Hahn back. Why the fuck would he re-up his contract after his literal ribbon decision, and he pulled it off, was pulled out from under him? Yeah. If I was Rick Hahn, I would have said, fuck this a long time ago. Hey, James, what's one thing about Ricky's boys that you know? They don't quit. Thank you so much. Here's the last thing I'll say before we throw it to James for the Cubs. My whole thing about the Cubs hiring uh, Grandpa Rossi was that that team doesn't need a friend anymore. No. I think the Sox need a friend. Yeah, you guys need... (laughs) If A.J. Pruszynski... Or a similar entity, a young guy who played for the organization came in and told them what the game is now because they're still a working mind and notice the things of this game. I think this team benefits more than the Cubs do of hiring Grandpa Rossi. Yeah. 
I think this team needs a young buck. Like Ethan Katz. Look at Ethan how many Katz should already be the manager. But look at he's a young guy. He's a horse whisperer for pitchers. And he's shown that he's gotten guys out of their head. Granted, it hasn't worked flawlessly, but it has worked. And you see these guys making strides. You see Ronaldo Lopez being able to throw the ball for two innings without letting up that three-run jack. Yeah. And even letting two guys on, like that's right. rare for him. And it's He's like giving one up, it's a solo shot. Thank you. And like for Ethan Katz, a young guy relates to young guys, but let's bring in a tone of the Russa. Who's he gonna relate to? Fucking no Tim way. Anderson? No. Yeah. He shares no like experiences. Luis Robert, he shares no like experiences. Oh, but he can speak Spanish though. So right. it's all good. Perfect. It's so all we're good solid. now. It's yeah, all we're good. solid. We're solid. Yeah, you guys just figured it out right there. You guys are good. Yeah, we just need a Spanish-speaking 40 Hey, you know who else speaks fucking Spanish? AJ Hinch does. <laughs> we, we almost made it through an episode without you bringing up that name. <laughs> he's the best manager in baseball, and he's being wasted by Detroit, too. Yeah, Brez, let us know whose name was on the contract before Larissa signed. A.J. Hinch. <laughs> I wish I knew what A and J stood for. Otherwise, I would pronounce his full three name name. Are you sure about that? 100% I would. <laughs> his name is Andrew James Hinch. All right, for James. right now. James, go for your Cubs. Um, Yeah, losing today, fucking 20 to 5. That's awful. But I'm getting like when people give me shit, like what? Obviously, yes, I run my mouth so fucking much and deserve it. But I am fully accepting them sucking and the more they keep winning and like kind of creeping back up i'm like fuck am i back in am i back in and then i'm just like no i'm like suck keep sucking dick that's fine sorry that was a little vulgar uh no really that's the worst thing we've ever said you're gonna pull a silvio right around the all-star game just when i thought i was out they pulled me back back in. in Yeah, and then there's a deep drive by Castellanos. And, um, no, I just like, I'm just fully like, and I look like, I love like going on Twitter, seeing Pete Crow Armstrong highlights, Ed Howard. I'm like, yeah. yes, my like, couple more years. But 20 to five to the fucking Reds. And guys, I've said this to you, said this to my cousins who are all Sox fans. Why the fuck is ESPN making us watch the Reds and the Cubs play in the Field of Dreams game? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, can you guys terrible. name can you guys name another player on the Reds besides Joey Votto? I can't. Nope. Tyler Naquin, Tommy Pham. Okay. Kyle yeah, you Brez, get my point. Yeah. Brez, you approve it, you get my point. That yeah. he actually proved it because those are guys you think Never to see at like a drive-in or a DMV. You're like, oh, Tommy Pham? Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. But I asked this question to you, James, because I want you to ask it back to me and Brez. What's a perfect world scenario on what the Cubs do in the next two weeks? Sign, trade, anything like that. Anything that will make you be like, okay, I can justify still being a fan. I love Wills Contreras. Like he is the heart and soul. Like he's the last remaining like heart from the 2016 team. But I just want him to go be fucking happy. Get another ring somewhere. Like he's not going to get one here. He's the best catcher in baseball right now. Thank you. You Uh, get a king's ransom. And that's and that's the thing. If they still had those guys and they were playing like this, they'd be like, fuck, like this sucks, but they don't have those guys. Anthony Rizzo's hitting dick bombs every fucking week in New York. The thing is he's not. Those are only home runs that would be home runs 
In Do you know I said in New York? Okay. <laughs> in, in, in New York. Yeah. Javi Baez is sucking. Chris Bryant is pulling the same shit he did before the World Series and is Dude, but only this is, injured. This is something I told my uncle when we grabbed lunch. What'd you have? Um, I had a nice uh, turkey club sandwich. Nice. And some fries. Nice. Is that it doesn't matter what Javi... Bryant and Rizzo do from here on out. It yeah, does not because they're not it, on the team. But also, they won. Yeah, they already. It have doesn't oh, fucking thinking. matter what they do ever again. Yeah, they won they the World Series. Play, they 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 can play for as long as they fucking want. Do whatever they want. Go play wherever they want because it doesn't matter at all. Yeah, they came together. They won a World Series for a city that desperately needed one for a fan base that was killing for one. If they did not win a World Series, Theo Epstein's head would be on a spike outside. And Rizzo, Rizzo wouldn't be on the Yankees. Bryant yeah. wouldn't be on the Giants. And Baez wouldn't have gotten millions of dollars on the Tigers. These guys did something that not a lot of players did. They did it together. They did it as one entity, and they did it phenomenally. They can suck for the rest of eternity. The yeah. White Sox, on the other hand, are acting like they've already done that. Yeah. Every single player is acting like they've deserved something they haven't earned yet. Yeah, I agree. It's but earned, so, not given. Exactly. So in your perfect world scenario, you get a heaping load for Wilson Contreras. And, and we you, just keep building. You dive into the rebuild. Yeah, we go full on in the rebuild. And it's like, people are Wilson Contreras, what the hell am I? Yeah, I love the guy. I just want him to be happy. I seriously, I love him. And it's like, go win a ring somewhere else, King. You deserve another one. You're the best fucking catcher in baseball. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it sucks, but I mean, but that's sports. And I did have a take a couple nights ago. Didn't go over well with some people. I said, if the Blackhawks traded Patrick Kane and I love Patrick Kane, I'd be like, you know what? I hope he gets another ring to really solidify himself as the greatest American hockey player of all time. Yeah. Well, he already is. As somebody who is not a hockey guy, a hockey guy. I, yes, I agree. Yeah, I but. mean, get get another one somewhere else. Like, get one out in college. It would suck. It would be fucking weird to see him in a different uniform. It would be really weird to see him, like, in an avalanche uniform. It would be very, I mean, because the Hawks are the coolest uniforms in sports. So, I mean. That's it, a good list. Coolest uniform in sports? No, 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 no. Guys who look the weirdest in their new uniform. Ooh. I, I still got to say, seeing Rizzo in a Yankees uniform is still really weird. Yeah, seeing Ken Griffey Jr. in a White Sox uniform blew my fucking mind. He was a little, chubby, he was a little chubby, too, by the time he got there. Who? He was a little chubby, too, by the time oh, he... yeah, yeah. He he's wasn't, thick. Yeah, he's a thick boy. All right, should we get into some picks? Yeah. Um, also, I want you to ask the question. Oh, shit, sorry. In a perfect world, Pat, what do the White Sox do for you the next two weeks? In the next two weeks, James, I... I would love for us to bring up the young talent that we are disregarding that's in our AAA system right now. Boom. I think we are wasting talent because every single coach ever loves playing the guys that have been the guys. Yep. And I think if you look at any coach, you listening right now, you look at any coach, and maybe you didn't get to start because of X person who was ahead of you. Do you think you were better than that X person? Probably, but did your coach love that person? Yes, they did. And even though your talent is sitting on the bench and you know that you're better than the guy above you, your coach isn't going to play this the junior 
over the senior because of this. Yeah. We have a stud second baseman, a stud outfielder sitting in AAA right now. Most importantly, just we chilling, have casually a chilling. Stud catcher. They like Reese McGuire at this point has hardly any business not being DFA'd by the White Sox. Did you guys know that he jerked off in a parking lot? Yeah, and he got no. for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. But yeah, so Carlos Perez this year in 136 at bats. This is a slash line. 287 average, nine homers, 30 RBIs, 873 OPS. <laughs> and he's sitting in Charlotte. He's sitting. He's literally sitting at a bus stop. He's legitimately waiting for a sign that will never come. And you look at Martin, the guy we brought up, the starting pitcher to throw against the uh, Royals. He didn't have a bad game either. He had a stellar game, Matthew. Yep. His first MLB start, and then we just toss him back down like yesterday's trash because we needed one starter for one game. Look at what we've done. If you and if you tell me right now that you wouldn't love to see a rotation of Cease, Lynn, Giolito, Johnny Cueto, and Martin. Yeah. Martin at five? At how old is he? 24? I have no idea how old he is. I think he's really young. Yeah, 24, I would guess. Maybe yeah. 22. Shit. But you're telling me you don't want this guy to come up and sit in the same area as Dylan Cease, Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn, and Dallas Keuchel, even though we don't want Dallas Keuchel on You're the You're forgetting mound. Michael Kopech, though, too. Yes, because Michael Kopech is a father, and he needs to focus on his kids first, and then he'll come back and be great. And getting well, a barber. Dude, his start against the Yankees, he said in his postgame presser, this is the first time I've been focused on only baseball since the start of the season. What does he do? He has shoves. a perfect game through six innings. He shoves. He's fucking nasty. And I will I will immensely retract my statement made about uh, probably this, like nine months ago, probably his wife's pregnancy term of saying, this guy should just stay at our sixth, seventh inning guy. Yeah. Take it back. Yeah. Taken back. Because the fucking oomph. That this guy shows. Fellas, what's the difference between try and triumph? Winning. A little bit of oomph. Um, so I will take there. back the little bit of oomph that I stated he should be a bullpen guy to get us to Liam Hendricks. I take that back. He deserves to be a starter because he is a starter, and he's somebody who's dealt with a lot of shit mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I don't know if he's a spiritual guy, whatever. Seems like he is. He deserves it. Yeah. So once he is a father, you now have dad strength. So now you have Cease, Lynn, Kopech, Giolito. Oh, Giolito's your fourth now? Yikes. Johnny Cueto, Martin. Yep. I fucking love the signing of Johnny Cueto, by the way. Yeah. I love that. Dude, his little hitch, his hitch and twist. When he started hitting 94 on the gun, I was like, oh, watch the fuck out. Do you remember? Johnny Cueto's so back. His first start of the year. I was like, hammer his strikeouts. And every book was like, we're not putting his strikeouts out there. We have no idea what to base it on. And I was like, God damn it. Even if it was nine, I was taking it. Yeah. Dude, I mean, he shoved. He struck out the side the first inning. 
I think he had seven strikeouts. Yeah. Yeah. He was gross. Um, all right. That was talking baseball. James really wants to get to hockey because I don't know if you guys know, James is a huge hockey guy. Always has been, always will be. Fuck his life. James, I'm sorry about our Panthers. Uh, the t- there's a reason the Tampa Bay Lightning might win a third straight Stanley Cup. They're not going to. Well, it's either the Avalanche or the Oilers. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, like, I don't know if you guys see Nate. Did you guys see Nathan McKinnon's goal last night? Yeah, it was disgusting. That was disgusting. But and everyone obviously wants to see McKinnon, uh, McKinnon versus McDavid. Like, that's literally like this generation's like, you know, it's that matchup. Yeah. But I, I got this weird feeling the Blues might pull it out. I got a I, weird feeling because there was the blues, silence because I stared at James like an idiot. I think the blues are going to ruin the party. And they did that a couple of years ago. They had the exact same team as a couple of years ago. And they, they tend to do that. They go on magical runs. Like they could be the Cinderella. I will speak for Brady here. His guy just scored a goal. No, 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 no. no. I will speak he for did, Brady no. in the, f- Oh, he, he did. Yeah. No, oh, that's hilarious. No, the, no, he didn't. Zimbajo. That was his guy. Oh, that was. Yeah. That's great. But I will speak for Brady here in the fact that everything that St. Louis does should be cut from the record. Yeah. I had a buddy, I had a buddy from Marquette, huge St. Louis guy. I bet he wore jorts. No, he was like the man. He's one of my favorite. Chris Lynch, if you're listening, love you, brother. He was devastated when the Rams moved. Oh, yeah. And I took it upon myself to never love anything St. Louis because of the way the Rams impacted my friend's life. Because like Brady says, I'm my guys before any other guys. Yeah. My guys are my guys and my guy hated St. Louis football. So now I hate everything St. Louis, even though that seems. Oh, I hate the Cardinals for the burning passion. Well, yeah, James, what's your favorite baseball team? The Cubs? The Cubs. Are they in the same? Okay, yes. You okay. Get yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there it goes. There it goes. The Blues, even though it would give my friend immense satisfaction, I don't want it. Yeah. I, I don't want to see any them get any happiness. I know. As I was talking, I was like, you, you seem to be beating around the same point of like, uh, you don't want to root for your friend, but you're using this as an excuse to not root for your friend. But okay. that, but that's my point. The networks, us, we all want to see McKinnon versus McDavid, but the Blues are that team that would ruin it. Yeah. Like, that's my point. Like, they would just fuck everything up and we'd all be like, fuck. But I mean, on the bright side, McDavid would just destroy them. Yeah. But we want to see him and McKinnon go seven games. We that would wanna, be fun. We want to watch that every single, every other night. <laughs> dirty dangles, dirty dangles, dirty dangles. Dirty dangles. Like, I like puck is life. Like, I am a hockey player. If I could skate, I'd be dirty dangling for sure. If I could skate, I would wear a full hockey uniform to work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, NHL. Uh, People might think you... Uh, May have ridden the short bus. <laughs> I knew that was coming, dude. I, I, I knew don't care. I'd be coming. like, I'm a hockey player. I yeah. skate. Can you skate? No, you can't, dickhead. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, projections, predictions, projections. Project your feelings into your predictions. Celtics win Eastern Conference. Warriors in six. And those okay. Are two grace wins. Celtics win in six, and they beat the Warriors in seven. Wow. Ooh. Big that someone, is... Big someone throw out. Yoo-hoo. 
Big Summer Blowout. I think... Well, obviously, I'm I'm huge Celtics right now because I was proven right. I think it's Celtics, Warriors, Warriors in... I, I don't want to say six because Brez already said six. Fuck, do I you say... Agree. Do I say five just to fuck it? That, that it could confident. be. I'm going to say Warriors in five. No. Fuck, it's either five or seven, and I see yeah. it being six, so I'm going to go five. Okay. I'm going to go Warriors in five. And I am going to go, um, mm, God damn it. What am I doing here? I think, I think the Edmonton Colorado series, I think that's going to be the series. And I think Colorado takes it. Sorry, Brady. And I think it's against Tampa Bay. And I think that goes six in Colorado's favor. I mean, Colorado literally is just straight. See, I'm mean, going to use a hockey term for wagon. Are weather disasters like the only teams they, left they, for the most part? They said that on PMT actually oh, the other really? day. I was listening. Oh, to they? <laughs> they're, well, they're, they're just like, they're like, oh yeah. They're like, they're like, it's a big hurricane coming to the like, oh, watch out for the lightning. Oh, watch out for that crazy avalanche. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. The flames, forest fire. <laughs> I was actually like, that's kind of good. Actually. That is great. And I mean, these guys are park rangers. So they're dealing with all of it. Yeah. Nature, and, nature's taking over sports. And the Oilers are, you oil know, the spill. oil spills. Oil spills. Yeah, it's terrible. Fuck. All right. Um, one last thing before we close it all off. I want to start off a new segment, and I don't know which uh, one of hit. We'll do that. New segment. The unwritten rules of life. Before we leave, I need to let everybody know, if you're listening to this while you're driving... And you are in the leftmost lane. <laughs> and you are in, if there's somebody tailgating you in the leftmost lane while you're listening to this, look in your rearview mirror. If you see somebody very close, you're in the wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> you should be over one lane or you should be going 15 miles per hour faster than you are right now. The leftmost lane is for the fast, the live free, die hard fellas. Get out of the left lane if you're not going fast, okay? And if you're behind somebody who is doing this, who is slowing down in the leftmost lane, if you're behind somebody, lay on the horn right now. They don't deserve to be in your lane. They should know that you need to move over. This is a flow of traffic. If you've got places to be, you got people to see, you got babies to kiss, hands to shake, let them know. Lay on the horn. Nobody cares. There's no rules anymore in the world. Every rule is being broken day in and day out. Lay on the horn for no good reason. <laughs> do it. Just do it. Just fucking do it. If you're in the left lane, keep up with traffic a little faster than everybody else. Yep. My horn's broken on my car, so I stick my head out the window and yell. <laughs> Get out of the way, jackass! I, I just scream, and then if I drive by and it's an old lady, I'm like, fuck. I, I ruined it. Yeah, damn it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Go Oilers. It's kind of unfair, James. Figure it out, White Sox! Seriously, if we don't win tonight, it's uh, final score tonight is going to be... Just hammer the over. Dallas Keuchel is pitching. Yeah, it's going to be 7-6 White Sox.
Ladies and gentlemen, Brady says go Bulls, and I say peace, love, and happiness. Music by Pat Myers and Charlie Foreman. Feels so good. Shot City, come on and ride with me. Get high and catch a vibe with me. This music that make you feel good. Do it for the real ones. Do it while I still can. This is for the real fans. We're singing along with the set of light shows. I know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too. Shotty trying to come through to kick it like Kung Fu. On the blood cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody love. Everybody wanna be like me. I cha cha real smooth. Do 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 do. I break rules and race roofs. Sip great goose with great juice. I make moves and I make the music and ain't loose, homie. the wrong tie, can't sink, it's all dry, land, one day you gotta learn to fly, curve the plot, cook it up, serve it hot, shorty thick like a car bomb, oh lord, won't quit till it's all mine, oh god, I've been steady trying to get in my way, that's the only way that I get down, ever since I focused on my mindset, ain't saying nothing to me now, fall back like I don't, okay, I gotta go right. Got it, good, good, get it, got it, get it.